righty, we are back. Another episode of Post Phase and She Stakes. I believe this is episode 54. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, usual suspects tonight, uh, myself, Dakota, and Tim. Uh, we had a very exciting, I would say, um, NFL draft this past weekend. So the draft took place Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I, I watched most of it. I missed a lot of i would say the second half of saturday just because of work but um i watched all rounds one two three and four um and then some of fair, five, some as five. an eagles fan like after the first round i i was after the first round pick and the move that i made with the cowboys which no one saw coming they really they could have drafted like 10 people that never played football before. And I think I still would have given this draft at least a B. Like the first round was really gave you everything you wanted and you needed. I was very yeah. happy with what they did. They got aggressive too. You had the most picks in the draft and they went out and got the guy they wanted. And that board was not shaping out well for them because no. you didn't think you did not see Smith coming down to them after the Giants. Mm-hmm. And after that, then then who do you pick? Yeah. So um, before we get into it, we'll, we'll just say this will be um, all draft focused episodes. So we'll, we'll go run down all the Eagles picks, um, touch on the undrafted players they signed. And then we'll go into like kind of looking back at the first round for other teams, see how we think if they took the right guy too high, too low, any, and then any steals throughout the entire draft. So, um, but starting with the birds, uh, I would just, you know, before we get into the picks, just right off the bat, I will say my immediate reaction was that it was a very solid draft. And like in my head, when it ended, I I thought, you know, a B plus, I think they did a fair job. And I looking through all their picks and kind of learning about some of the players today, I still agree. I think it's a B plus. Um, I would have liked a little more emphasis on linebacker and cornerback earlier in the draft, but I think they got good value players um, later especially like sixth, seventh round, I think they got some, some steals. Um, And I've heard good things about their players. And one thing people were kind of saying is that um, this draft, you notice like a trend. They, they targeted players with winning backgrounds. A lot of them were team leaders. Um, A lot of them like want to get down and dirty and work hard, which I think fits exactly with what, how Sirianni coaches. Yeah. Uh, so I was, they seemed happy in the draft room when they were taking players. And I think it panned out pretty well for them. Um, but like you said, to, to start off with, with Devonte Smith, I mean, they, I was, I was talking with Nick, him and I were kind of like FaceTime watching it. Um, and we saw Sertan go, JC Horn go, Jalen Wilder go, Jamar Chase go, Kenny Swell yep. go, Kyle Pitts go. We're like, all right. So this is not working out anyhow, like we thought it would. No. Um, so basically the Eagles had like Devontae Smith, and that was that was it of like our top picks for them. Um so hold on, not to cut you off, because uh, I want to know because I was in a bad spot at this point. Patrick Sershane just gets picked by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are now on the clock. You see the board shape out, not the way you wanted. You still have two quarterbacks on the board, and you were hoping that would be gone by now to help your draft pick. Devontae Smith was the only guy I really wanted at that point. Um, obviously, yeah. the slider, I think the you know the guy that was projected to go that slid the most outside the quarterbacks was Rashawn Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I like, with that. 
would have been fine, but I, I wouldn't be nearly as excited. That, that would have been the moment where I was like, you know what, maybe we should have stayed at six. Because maybe that's the difference between Rashawn Slater, who's fine, he's great, but you needed someone like the cornerback or the wide receiver to really help you. And I thought there was they were the better overall players and it fit your need more. So when Sertan goes off the board, what does Dakota think? Did you go into full panic mode? Because I know I did. I knew that the Cowboys were going to take someone on defense. <laughs> and I thought the Giants were lined up. I even, when we did the draft, I think it was our mock draft, I said, um, I had Gettleman uh, mocked a uh, wide receiver. And I was like, you know what? That's Gettleman's baby is Daniel Jones. Even though they brought in Galladay, you know, they're going to do whatever it takes to invest in him. Because if he doesn't succeed, it doesn't really matter what else happens outside of him. Yeah. Gettleman's going to lose his job. Gettleman is tied to Daniel Jones. And he knew he's going to do everything to let him succeed. And taking Devontae Smith after you brought in Galladay was a dude I definitely think the Giants were looking at. So what put me in your mindset? So three things. Okay, first, go ahead. Three first of things. all, look at you. A lot of, lot of thoughts well, going through your head. Well, one of them is really not that important. But first of all, we want to say shout out Golden Road. Mango cart. It's a great beer. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> hey, before he even gives me his opinion on the draft pick, he's already putting out the sponsors and the companies. I'm proud of you. Look at you. It was a perfect day for it. It was a little, little, little warm out, you know? Great time to open a big one. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Now, you know, no one listens right, to, to the, us for a beer and right, weather. So let's right. get to what we we're can, going we to. We could do a beer episode. That'd be fun. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So like I said, I was talking to Nick. Um, and we were watching it live and then we got to nine and I was like, was like, oh, well, Denver, like Justin Fields is right there for them. Like if they want him, they can have him or Rashawn Slater. And then they're like, Patrick Sertan. I was like, what? Okay, whatever. Defense. You guys already have corners, but go ahead. And then we got to Dallas 10. And I was like, all right, uh, who the hell are they going to take now? Maybe they'll trade back. And I was like, the Giants are like, and you guys said I was a fool when we did our four-person mock that I had the Giants taking Devontae Smith because I told you oh, they listen, wanted a receiver. I, I, I believe in the receiver. I said it when we did our mock draft. I, I saw Daniel Gettleman or Dave Gettleman do whatever it takes for well, Daniel Jones. Well, succeed. Bobby Nick said I was a fool, but regardless. But listen, you're called fool most of the time anyway, yeah, so I don't really yeah. know. The, the, the subject doesn't really matter as much. So that was that was point one. So that, that – well, that's point two because point one was the beer. But for course, point two yes. – um, so I, I'm in my head, I'm like, all right, at 12, like, unless Slater's there, like, they got to trade back at least a couple of picks and just maybe grab an edge rusher um, or maybe like, a, you know, Elijah Moore if they trade back a little more. And then they traded up. So this is part three. Then they traded up to 10. Mm-hmm. And I started panicking because I was like, okay. My heart started panicking. You started panicking, panicking when they tra- oh man, I started partying as soon as I saw them no, no. Trade with the Cowboys. You knew no, why no. they were up there. No, no, no. I panicked because oh, I don't know my heart, heck. my heart is like, oh, Devontae Smith is there. They trade up to get Devontae Smith. My brain said, This is the Philadelphia Eagles. And they are not sold on Jalen Hurts yet, clearly. And because they still haven't named him their starter. They got well, I don't know what that deal is, but um, and so I said I said. Justin Fields is still there and they just moved up. Panic set in. Panic. Um, I I was probably like 80% sure they were gonna draft Justin Fields. And I was like, I didn't want to watch. When when they when Goodell walked out, I literally like kept like looking and then looking down and looking up and then looking down because I didn't I didn't want to see it. Yeah. And then he said Devontae Smith, and I was like, fuck it, let's go. I was yeah. so I was so excited. I, and I gotta yeah. 
it's funny because when when he won the Heisman, people were like, like back in January, people were like, this guy could go number one overall or number two after Lawrence. Like, mm-hmm. even if even if the Eagles stayed padded six, it wouldn't be a bad pick. He was he was number th- three. He was the third prospect, I believe, on Mel Kiper's book uh, or fifth prospect. I'm sorry, fifth prospect yeah. on uh, Mel Kiper's board. Yeah. So, and I, I think it was uh, I think it was Mina Kimes on ESPN. She was like, this was one of the best value picks in the first round because a the Eagles traded back and got a first round next year at tw- Absolutely. To, to go to 12. Then they moved up, giving up. They basically just cost them a three to move up and get Devontae Smith. So you got Devontae Smith and a uh, a first round next year for a third round pick, basically. Yeah, no, I I agree. (laughs) I I mean, my train of thought, certain – I started seeing the board dwindle. The Jamar Chase pick made me worried Mm because I think everyone had Suwell going on the mock. And since Suwell didn't go, I didn't expect the Panthers and Lions to go back-to-back offense tackles. So, you know, I, I could have yeah. seen one of them going Slater if Suel was gone at five, but uh, it just didn't work out for that way. Then Waddle goes to the Dolphins. Then J.C. Horn goes at eight, which no one really saw going. And then no. the big surprise was certain with the Denver. And I, I was shocked a lot because Fields was right there. And I, I yeah. just was surprised that they turned down the quarterback. That's so like my, yeah, my first, my first thought was, what are the Cowboys going to do? Because, yeah, the Eagles got screwed out of this whole thing, but Devontae Smith was still there. The Cowboys, I, I think they were only banking on one of the corners being there and didn't really have much of a game plan outside of that. Yeah. So I kind of thought, you know what? Fields is there. Mac Jones is there. I have to think someone's trying to make a move up soon. We're getting to that, the Washington, the Chicago, the Patriots. You know, neither of them I thought were going to actually go up to four or seven. I thought it was going to cost you way too much. But once you got out of that top ten, I could have seen them moving up. So then the Cowboys make the move, which I kind of thought was going to happen. I didn't see them wanting to stay there if they didn't have to. And with the with Fields there, I didn't think they were going to have to. So they made the trade announcement. I was like, oh, who is this? This has got to be someone for a quarterback. Can't possibly be the Eagles. Why would Jerry Jones come out of his coffin to make a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles? And then I saw the green logo pop up on the bottom and knew exactly why they were trading up there. And I was so jubilant. I, I, I hear your pain and I know the fields chatter were there and I was worried. I, Cause you know what I saw, I thought the Cowboys might take Slater and Devonte Smith goes to the giants. And then I really don't know what the, Eagles that's do. true. Yeah. I thought Slater, if the Cowboys stayed Pat was a lock there because of, or even Slater, the giants, but I didn't see the Cowboys take a Smith and that would be uh, my nightmare. Yeah. And then that's, that would, that that's would be the dumbest. Like, I just wouldn't understand that at all, but you know, what? you never know what to deal with. And when they moved up, I kind of knew that was Devontae Smith. And I started the party and I started feeling good. Obviously, I learned from when they announced the Jalen Hurts pick last year to, you know, you never know what's going to come out of the commissioner's mouth. You just yeah. really never know. Picks surprise you all the time. They make the pick. They get Devontae Smith. A guy who, honestly, I would have taken at six. Especially the way the board worked out. If we were at yeah. six and Pitts and Chase were off the board, I would have taken Devontae Smith. I like Devontae Smith a little bit more than Waddle. Um, I liked him better than the corners. I was torn between Smith and Sartine, but ultimately Smith was my top of those um, corners and two Alabama wide receiver prospects that I really wanted the Eagles to get. So no complaints. You got the first, you gave up a third. Who cares? You had two thirds, you give it up. You even kept the better of the two, three to move up. Go get your guy. I was happy they were aggressive. It, it was, remember last year when you were begging for them to move up, you knew CD Lamb was going to fall, but he wasn't going to make it all the way to where they needed to be. Yeah. 
this year they learned from the mistake. They went and got the guy. And I, I'm ecstatic. And honestly, that Devontae Smith pick made it so I was not going to give this team any worse than like a B to B minus on the draft. It didn't really matter what else happened. You got the guy you needed. Yeah. You've wasted so much resources in wide receivers, and you finally got a guy who could be an actual number one. I, I, pumped. I, yeah. I was ecstatic. One of, my, one of my favorite Eagles draft picks in the recent memory. Yeah, I mean, um, I think this – I know the defense needs a little bit of work, but, I mean, I don't want to get too excited and really overblow their potential here, but looking at the draft, like, in total – what some of the pieces they added on offense and if that line can stay like 75 percent healthy yeah. um I, i'm not gonna lie if jalen hurts plays well this offense could actually be pretty dangerous so I, like, i'll say i mean you mentioned that they have announced jalen hurts as a starter but listen they went and got a number one wide receiver who was a former teammate of his right and then they went and I think the most controversial pick they made was the second round pick when they took Landon Dickerson, which I personally, I like the pick. I, I like understand. It. I, like I understand the injury history. I understand the Sidney Jones worries. I understand that your offense line has been just as a unit riddled with injuries the last two right. years. And I understand that, but dude, we're talking about a first down, a first round talent. He's a stud. He's a six, six center. He he's been on a winning team. Like you were saying. And honestly, to piggyback off what you said is like, they need guys that like are leaders that, mm -hmm. that can lead this team that know how to win. Like all the Eagles success, you can contribute to the leadership of Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Malcolm Jenkins, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson. They set the bar so high. They came in, they, you know, were leaders to this team. They were vocal leaders that brought out the best of them. And then look what you did. You brought in Devonte Smith, the guy that works his ass off. He's undersized. He's never going to be outworked. And then you brought in Landon Dickerson, who you've only heard is an incredible leader. Yeah. I watched that game where he tore his ACL. The whole entire sideline from Alabama came off the field to, you know, pat him on the back, high five him as he got carted off. The guy seems like a leader. He, he, he reminds me of Kelsey. You know, he's got personality. He's a leader. He can come in, I think, anchor that line. I think he could be your starting center. I, I, you know, if, if Brooks is healthy, I think he beats out Seamalo and you have a nice little, little line there. But <clears throat> I understand the complaints of injury, but what, what do you think? I, I love the pick. I understand that there was other players that people wanted there, but when you talk about best available talent, take away the injuries and everything, I I think he was the best overall talent there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I was hearing people said, um, if not for his injury, like this past season, yeah, um, like he would have went top fifteen because of how talented he and how versatile he is. Of like, course, he went ahead, at... he he would have went ahead of uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who's arguably the best inside guard, uh, inside lineman of this draft. Um, he went like fourteenth, I think, to the Jets. Yeah. They they trade up to up get him. From, yeah which is a good pick. Um, he's a hell of a player yeah. too, but I, I, I was based on who was still on the board. I would have rather had like, you know, a sexier name, like Sante Samuel jr. Or, you know, JOK. Um, but I think people were just mad. Cause it was an line. It was a lineman who had injury problems, but like you said, like the dude was a first round he's, talent. He's a first round and, talent without a doubt. And his injury is not the same as like a Sidney Jones because Sidney Jones is a corner and corners are running all over the field. They're doing so much more, you know, torquing and twisting with their legs that while centers need to have strong knees and strong legs, uh, it's not the same motions that they go through. So yeah, I, I, I'm I concerned. Sure. But I think it's, 
I, I think it was well worth the, I, the risk because what only like 50% of first round players and second round players actually work out and the rest are bust. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're not wrong in the second round. You want to take, especially early in the second round, you want to take first round talent. You want to take guys that fell. Cause listen, we could talk about the saints, the Raiders teams that draft guys that no one had in the first round. Let's that always pushes. Yeah. <laughs> they always push first round talent out of the first round. If you're a good, you know, drafting that high in the second round, you should be able to get first round talent. I think that's what the Eagles did. I, I mean, the injury concern, I, I'm, I'm worried because it's multiple injuries. It's the ankle injury, and it's his second ACL tear coming out of college. And I understand the complaints of that, and I get it. But, listen, you led the league in sacks last year. We gave up 65 sacks. The second worst team gave up 50. And you're talking about, like, the Texans and Washington, I think. Like, these yeah. are bad, bad teams. And you outpaced them not even close with sacks. They had to address the offensive line. They're, they're getting older. They're injury riddled, so you don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to get. You don't know what Brooks is going to do. You already heard the rumors this year about Kelsey retiring. I like it. I you couldn't find there was no better offense lineman on the board in my opinion, um, and he's. I think the guy was a good value pick there. I, I know the section names which you mentioned, but this guy could be a stud. Yeah, I think. Um, I think he could definitely push for starting time at guard this year, and then. I would. I think this is the last year of Kelsey's contract, and I would assume he's going to retire after this year. Yeah, um, I mean, you're so then he could move links. right into center. If, you know, as long as that's that's staying what healthy he, and plays well. And that's why I think the whole mindset was: listen, they did the same one thing with Dillard. Peters was still there. They drafted him to replace him because it was great value. He slid in the first round. He was probably the best offense tackle prospect in that draft, and they took him because they needed to, and they were going to eventually need to replace him. I look at it the same way: if you take away injuries. And Asante Samuel, J.O.K., and Lander Dickerson, who's going to be a pro bowler in three years, assuming everyone's healthy, I still think Dickerson's the better of the three prospects. It's the injury concern, which is tough. Yeah, and I think fans need to understand that, A, none of us are, are experts. But you and I are no draft experts. And if well, we're not experts – Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> and if we're not experts – the basic Eagles fan who's crying about them not taking, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. instead of Dickerson is also no expert. So don't get your panties in a bunch. These were good picks. Uh, one thing I did notice is that they didn't necessarily draft for need, but instead drafted talent. Um, yeah. And like that's a lot of successful teams. That's how they draft because you can, you can find like, your team is not going to be 100% built through the draft. There's no team that's 100% homegrown. So you make moves in the offseason, you sign players, you trade for players, and then you draft. Sure, you would love for the, your draft prospects to pan out, but at the end of the day, your team is a collaboration of different pieces from different spots. So I think drafting for talent is fine, especially because this is this is like a, a retooling year, I would say. I think course, they'll yeah. I think they'll play decent. I don't think they're gonna be super competitive. Like I could see another eight and eight, seven and nine season, but I think the year after, I think 2020 season, as long as they figure out the quarterback situation. If Jalen Hurts plays well this year, I think 2022 will be a more of a contending year. Um you'd hope. Well, you have three first round picks, hopefully, in your pocket yeah. to make and to that's make the, that's the there. thing I was seeing why we didn't see a lot of trades, like too many trades, because um, you know. We had there was no combine. A lot of a lot of players sat out this college season, and yeah. I think that impacted a lot of things. So next year's drafts a lot more surefire. Um, you'll have more information, more evaluations of players. So 
I think a lot of teams were trying to stockpile more picks uh, for next year. Like the Vikings and Giants, I think, got a, a bunch of picks for next year. So, yeah. Um, but one thing I did like that they did that the Eagles were doing was they continue to build in the trenches. And growing up watching Andy Reid, like I think it's a, a genius philosophy. If you have a great O line and a great D line, you can sub, sub, supplant you know pieces around them and. Um, I think the third round pick of uh, Milton Williams, the D tackle from Louisiana tech was a good pick. He seems like a, you know, high motor guy, um, physical freak, maybe a little small, not like, not small, but like thinner. Cause he's like six, three, like two eighty. Um, usually D tackles are like 300 plus pounds, but. Well, I think they want to move him around. They mentioned that already put him on the edge. Yeah. I think it was a good pick, though. and you know. uh, Yeah, I, from what I've heard, I, I mean, I can't say I know a lot about Milton Williams going into no. the draft, but uh, I, I do like it. The one thing, and you did mention it, it is important to build in the trenches. The one thing that opens my eyes, though, with Howie, and you could even say this about the wide receiver pick, is you look at the draft for their picks. Milton Williams, obviously, they took a D-tackle and then two edge rushers later in the draft. What position have we invested in the most so far? You got Barnett, who's a first-round pick, who hasn't really developed. You had Hargrave and... and um, um, uh, what's the other D tackles name? Um, Ox. No, they just released Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. You spent big free agency money. It's, it's the, it's, I feel he's, like he's on the Browns now, I think. Yeah. I, I feel like I saw that and I was like, you know, I understand how important his trenches, but it's the fact that you keep missing on the picks and the investments and free agents that you're going in circles and, you know, maybe they could have focused more on linebacker or cornerback if they didn't have to adjust their knee, their, or make up for their misses and wide receiver and D line and everything. So, you know, I just hope these guys turn out because it does seem like we're in the same cycle. I feel like we're drafting corners or need wide receivers or need defense linemen almost every year. It's almost like the same thing. I mean, I, I would like to see some like stats on this or some research, but I, I would have to assume wide receiver and cornerback are the highest boomer bust players to be taken in drafts like that. I've, there's countless times corners are taken in the first round and they just don't pan out. Yeah. Um, so like, I wasn't, I wasn't super, no, I mean, they got a guy later. I, he might've been a fourth rounder. Let me McPherson. Is that, yeah. yeah. Zach McPherson, Texas Tech. Yeah. I heard. So him and then the running back in the fifth round, they took Gainwell. Um, people were speaking pretty highly of him. I know some on some uh, analyst boards, they were both top 100 and they both were drafted way outside the top 100. So yeah. I was happy with those. Um, Zach is more of a slot guy from what I understand because his um, like speed isn't the best for a corner, but yeah, um, which is fine. I mean, you're drafting a guy in the fourth round. If you get a slot guy in the fourth, I, I can live with that. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so they had uh, obviously, uh, like we said, they traded out to get Devontae Smith at 10. Then they took Landon Dickerson, 37th overall in the second. Then with the 73rd pick in the third round, they took the tackle Milton Williams. Uh, number 123 overall was Zach McPherson, the cornerback of Texas Tech. 150 overall in the fifth was Kenneth Gainwell, running back Memphis, which reminds me a lot of uh, Naheem Himes, the uh, Colts running back. So I think he'll be a, a nice addition to the Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott rotation there. Yeah, I mean – they could use more depth there. Um, yeah. Sixth round was Marlon to Tuipulatu. 
He's a D oh, tackle yeah. from all, USC. Another, all over that. That was good. Yeah. Another Great another rotation guy. Um, I was hearing good things about this guy too. So yeah. Um, and then they kept. So they had four six round picks, and then they ended up keeping three of them. And then one ninety one overall was uh, Tyron Jackson, DN from Coastal Carolina. Uh, this was the pick I really liked. Jacoby Stevens, the LSU linebacker or safety. He's a kind of a hybrid. He was also taken in the sixth round. Um, I mean, he led LSU in tackles last year. He was tied for third in the FBS with three fumble recoveries. You know, he's a he's a speed guy. I think – I don't know if he'll start, but I think he'll definitely be a, you know, rotation in the linebackers. I don't know what they plan to do. Um, they did bring back Alex Singleton, so he might um, still be the starter. I don't know. And then the last know, pick yeah. was – Patrick Johnson, the uh, linebacker from Tulane, was picked number 234. From what I've seen, this is one of the top steals from the day three in the seventh round in particular from a lot of um, reporting sites. So that's what I'm saying. Overall, B-plus grade for this draft. I think it. Yeah, I, I think I, they definitely needed to address depth at offensive line and then get some, get some players on defense to kind of like fire up, you know, the rookies from last year and the younger guys who, you know, make some competitions. Cause I feel like we were just lacking talent. So we just played whoever was healthy. Um, oh, of course. So I, I think this will be, this will be good. I mean, we actually need linebackers unlike, you know, Dallas who has like 12 linebackers now. Um, but yeah, I think overall, like I said, B plus they, they address some needs. They got talent in good spots and they didn't, it's not, we're not like the Raiders here, you know, reaching for a tackle in the first round when he's really like a third round, late second talent. Well, uh, yeah, the Raiders do that regularly. I, I yeah. mean, honestly, this draft came down, you're not drafting sixth overall very often. And he couldn't, you could not mess that pick up. Whatever you did, that had to be a bona fide, someone you were excited for stud. They obviously traded back and they still got the guy that you probably wanted them to take at six. So, yeah, I think that alone makes the draft a win. I'm I'm pretty high on the Dickerson pick. I know some other people aren't, um, but obviously, you know, with the Eagles, yeah, we can't just all talk about the good things. How can we talk again about how this front office continues to embarrass themselves on a national level? Like they they look like they're just children arguing with each other in the draft room after they uh, after they make a pick. Like the national TV, no, no one thought, oh, we have video cameras all over the place. Let's try to act like we, you know, we were on the same page. Were you talking about when Howie went to go fist bump the one older guy oh, and he was my. like fed you up just, about something? You just see it and you know it's like, you like, I don't even read, need to read their lips to understand that he, Tom Donahue, clearly didn't want to draft this guy. Howie probably ignored him and went and did it anyway, just like all the other reports you've heard from all the other drafts. It just makes you, it just makes you feel like this team's not learning from their mistakes. I think think that was the milton williams pick it was and, yeah yeah and if i recall they uh, they showed another video of it though and like everyone else was fired up about it like sirianni was hyped the d coordinator was hyped like he was cursing on the phone to the guy like he was so excited like it was only that guy because apparently he wanted somebody else there but i mean everybody else was excited about it but someone come on someone from pr someone has to like yeah but you're not them, gonna uh, you're not gonna make everyone happy with every single pill like you're not always gonna be in agreement and like they don't give they, 
they can't worry about the cameras being there. Like, you know, it's, Oh no, no, no. When, when, I've, had to listen, when I've had to listen to all the bad, you know, the, the infighting and the stories coming out, like yeah, who cares? What, what, what organization is getting talked about more? It just makes you feel like the divide is still there. Yeah, they were. Um, I watched a little bit of the presser when the draft was done and uh, I swear, like some of these reporters just ask questions, they ask questions and like, they know the ant like they're not going to get answers. Like it's just, I, I don't understand what goes behind reporting. But someone's got to someone's got to ask them. It's literally their job to ask questions. I so. know, but they ask the dumbest questions. Like they ask questions you know they're not going to answer. Like why do you waste a question? But they uh, there was like five questions about Zach Ertz, and how he gave like the same answer for everyone. It was yeah. Like, honestly, I want to get your your take on that. I almost forgot. I I I was surprised. I was surprised that he's still on the team. What what's your um, thoughts? Is he still getting moved? Uh, if so, why did we wait till after the draft? Do we just want draft picks next year? I would assume they tried to move him and they just weren't getting what they wanted, um, which was probably like a fourth or a late third, maybe, because that's how they were trying. They, that's that was the value, like at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I, I just you know, don't. I, I don't mean, see at, where they're going with at that. this point, I mean, the way he worded it definitely sounds like he might be. They might be moving on from him regardless, but because he kept saying, "Oh, well, you know, Sachs means a lot to this organization. We have a lot of respect for him," and. You know, at this moment, he's still under contract by the Philadelphia Eagles, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he was actually still on the roster come September, just based on how things are unfolding. And I, I wouldn't – look, if they're not – unless they get, like, a like a third, fourth, or fifth for him, like, I'm okay keeping him and not getting anything in return than throwing him away for a sixth or seventh. But, yeah, I don't I know. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised they couldn't get, like, a – third fourth or fifth maybe a third would be too much but yeah i'm surprised no one gave you a mid-round pick on and bringing zach Ertz. you know he still can play yeah um, i mean there were a lot of tight ends drafted in like the middle rounds it seemed like so i don't i don't know we'll see. but um, um that goes on to what we were saying about the eagles obviously you know we covered them pretty good what are you what a couple what are some picks you liked uh, in the first round in particular well before we get to that i do want to go over their undrafted free agents real quick um oh, cool. Draft picks and undrafted. Look at you. Oh, yeah. an extra we got, we got all the work. Um, so they drafted a uh, wide receiver from Florida, or excuse me, signed a wide receiver from Florida, Trayvon Grimes. Uh, don't know too much about him. Uh, the one that um, I was familiar with and that a lot of people were actually pretty hype on was Jamie Newman, the quarterback from Georgia. Yeah. A very similar Jalen Hurts style quarterback. Um, probably should have gotten drafted, honestly. Oh, yeah, I was surprised he didn't get drafted. Um, yeah, I think he was probably, I think they said, like, late sixth, early seventh round pick. Um, but, you know, I think it's a solid backup, especially if, uh, I mean, we have, what, Joe Flacco now, so he'd be a good third quarterback. And why not? The We got an offensive tackle from Buffalo, uh, Coyote Owasika. I will say this draft, we've seen the most amount of players I don't know how to pronounce their names of. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> and then we got another receiver. Um, God damn it. I don't even know how to. Jahaman Asubon from Texas A&M. Wow. Without even looking at that, I know you bring that one pretty bad. <laughs> uh, center from Indiana, Harry Kreider. Uh, oh, tight that end. A, that's a name you can do. There right, we go. Uh, here, here's there the even go. better one. Tight end from Nebraska, Jack Stoll. Easy. Ooh, nice, and nice. then uh, a DN from Iowa State, uh, Jaquan Bailey. So. 
Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, the Jamie Newman thing, and then to bring in, you know, they, you always see teams sign receivers undrafted just to add competition and see if they can find anything. Well, you're um, always special teams so. guys too. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't, I mean, I don't know how many undrafted players make it on rosters as opposed to practice squad stuff. Um, and I know when we had Brandon Cottom on that one episode, you know, he kind of spoke about a lot of these players, you know, they're speaking to tons of teams before the draft even starts. So yeah. that's why they get scooped up so fast is because if they don't get drafted, there's teams that were still in contact with them. that are like, all right, well, we didn't draft you, but we are going to sign you and so on and so forth. But yeah, like we said, overall, a good draft from the Eagles. Um, as far as the first round for other teams, um, a couple of head scratchers here and there, but I mean, overall, I feel like a lot of players went where they were supposed to. Um, yeah. I, I was really cool to see the uh, the reunions going on. I yeah. mean, we had, you know, uh, Jamar Chase joining Joe Burrow. We had obviously Devontae rejoining Jalen Hurts. Um, we had uh, Travis Etienne returning with Trevor Lawrence uh, and then Tua and Jalen Waddle. So that was really cool to see. And I think it's smart on, on the team's behalf to, um, you know, give a, give your, especially a quarterback, give them a player yeah. they're familiar with and thrived with in college. Like that's like Joe Burrow and Jamar will probably be, as long as they can actually get, you know, Joe Burrow, some, some, some line play um, to help. You yeah. Know, I was kind of surprised. Keep them healthy. Draft, <laughs> yeah. Draft like six linemen afterwards. I, I will say yeah. off one of those, the reunion, um probably of all the reunion picks i didn't like the most was the etn pick yeah it was but interesting this in your team the jaguars had what one win and mm. you're gonna draft they had a top five rusher last year james robinson was fifth in the league in rushing and you're gonna tell me that you're gonna draft a first round pick on a running back like your yeah. team is just a disaster everywhere the only position you could probably make an argument you're not that bad in is the position you draft a first rounder in i i don't know i thought that was a little bit uh a little questionable. I mean, I get what you're saying with, yeah, you reunite, reunite a guy, especially a guy who's, you know, going to be the, the, either the savior or set this team back another decade uh, with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, give him somebody he's familiar with. I understand that, but it's just, you know, could you have drafted anyone in any position that would have been more impactful than, you know, a guy that's going to split reps with James Robinson. Uh, so I, I did think it was a little question. I like Etienne a lot. I had him in the first round with the mock, but I don't know. That fit just didn't really make I, a lot of sense to I me. I think ETN is a player that you have to know how to utilize because he's more of like a, a Z weapon, I feel like. Because like, you could put him out of receiver. You could have him run the ball. You could have him catch the ball out the backfield, down the field, you know. Yeah. I I like – I mean, I don't like the value as a late first-round pick, but I think it's a good fit, you know. Um, I think the – obviously, I mean, Kyle Pitts, great choice by the Falcons there. Yeah, you know, um, actually, I think there was a, there was a, a a theme in the first round. Three of my favorite picks kind of were all in the same position. I think one of the positions we kind of already talked about was offense tackle slid a lot. You know, Sue, I went to the Lions, which I thought was fine. You know, Lions are again like the Jaguars, just draft anyone to help in any mm -hmm. position. But I think one of my, I honestly might be the biggest steal in the draft was Sean Slater fell to thirteen. I had the Chargers taking Darisau. Yeah who I also liked going to the uh, Vikings at 23. The Vikings actually traded back, got some more picks, and still got Vikings you know, had the guy. a pretty solid draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I think realistically the the, um, 
the Vikings, you know, moved back and was going to take a guy they probably could have took him where they were at anyway. And, uh, you know, I don't think the Chargers could in a million years solve Rashawn Slater falling to them. And that was a great pick for them. They needed him. And that, that line was suddenly one of the worst in football last year. Now they brought in Slater. They brought in um, uh, Corey Lindsay and they signed, I believe it was Mac Filers uh, mm-hmm. as a guard. It's legit now. Like they, they can actually protect Bert, Herbert. So I, I did like those picks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like to point out, even though it wasn't in the correct slots that I had, predicted the Viking or the Ravens to take both Rashad Bateman and uh the Penn State edge rusher away. So yeah, little, but, little know, pat on the back there. Horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. So, I mean I, I, lo- I thought the Ravens had a pretty solid draft as they yeah. do I mean, every I, year. Na- Najee Harris going to the Steelers. It's a good like pick as long as they start, you know, getting some linemen to help play. Yeah, but I think that's also a team that needed an impact runner like they got they were but fine with james connor but I, I think it was very obvious james connor was just he was playing for a couple of years playing behind a very good offensive line and he was just doing enough you know yeah. I, it was very different between what Le'Veon bell was doing with that same offensive line and what he was doing yeah i think i think the line staying pat and taking Sewell at seven was a phenomenal pick oh yeah just take the best available and a guy that was should have easily gone before seven I think the Bears trading up for Justin Fields was a smart move. It's a good Great. pick. I really like that. The Jets trading up to get Elijah Baird Tucker was a good pick. Um, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay to the Colts was a great pick. Caleb Farley to the Titans was a great pick. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't too many head scratch. I mean, the only ones that I really had an issue with was like, well, Alex Leatherwood. The tackle the, from Alabama. The Raiders going to the just Raiders don't know. Seventeen. They just don't. I, I get it. You like guys. Like I understand that. You know, you must. You really like this guy. You need to get him. But like, you don't have to draft him in the first round. Like, and I feel like they've done this three years in a row. It, and it, oh, it blows my mind. Mike Mayock used to be a draft guy. It has to be John Gruden calling all the shots here because I used to like solely swear by Mike Mayock's draft boards and stuff Agreed. because. He was so good. Like, I loved watching him on NFL Network during the draft because he was so smart, knew all these players I've never even heard of and had, like, stats for all of them and, like, always had, like, really good rankings. But every time the Raiders draft since he got there, I've been so confused. (laughs) It doesn't – they literally fall in love with the guy and, like, you know – Oh, we could get him in the third round, but we just love him. We want to make sure we get him. Let's just draft yeah, him in the first. Like, what? Positional value, my man. Just understand that you can get someone better and then get your guy later. Yeah. Um, the Washington pick of Jameen Davis. Uh, he's a linebacker from Kentucky. I thought they probably could have gotten him a little later. Might have yeah. been a bit of a reach. He was um, kind of a guy that came out of nowhere, too. He's, he kind yeah. of seems like one of those guys that might have just put up some good workout numbers and got and then, himself in the first round. I mean – the Packers, they, I mean, they definitely needed another corner, but like, I don't know. There were still a lot of good receivers on the board. And yeah, like I, part of me doesn't want to whine for Aaron Rodgers, especially after all the I'm not coming back thing. But like, yeah. we complain that he doesn't have, like, people complain he doesn't have weapons. But I mean, he has a top five wide receiver, a top 10 running back, a tight end who scored 10 plus touchdowns, a good offensive line when healthy. Like, he has enough to get by. I mean, they were a really good offense this year. Should he get, should they draft some other weapons? Cause they only have drafted one offensive player in like eight years or something. And it yeah. was Jordan love. <laughs> sure. They should 
they should get him better receivers. But I mean, he has talent. It's not like he's starving for a receiver, you know. Um, yeah. But Eric Stokes, I mean, it wasn't a bad value spot, but I don't know if that was the number one thing they should have went after. And then the Browns, while I think they had a good draft, they took Greg Newsome at 26, the corner from Northwestern. And I'm just looking at like their roster. I'm like, but you have Greedy Williams, who you took last year, who's now healthy. And then you have, you know, Ward on the other side, who's a top 10 cornerback. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, maybe. I actually, I actually did like that pick because you know, Denzel Ward's good. We know that. Oh, like Greedy Williams good. is, yeah, Greedy Williams is still uncertain. It's not like he just, I think he actually got hurt last year. He was hurt. Unless Greedy yeah. Williams is going to move to slot and they're going to start this guy. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I actually didn't mind that pick. I didn't mind the Browns draft in general. Cause again, we even said this when we were doing the draft is the Browns surprisingly don't really have a lot of holes. And yeah, the Browns and Bucks were like in the same spot. Like they could just draft for talent and call it a day. Yeah. Honestly, the Browns did great because they had, they got JOK in the second round. So they kind of got two guys I would have had them considered in the first round at uh, 26. I like the Newsom pick. I think he's pretty good. I I think he's going to be pretty solid in that secondary. And then to follow it up with JOK, who you could argue they should have took in the first round was uh, very impressive. I mean, in um, our in our four-person mock, we had them taking JOK in the first round, and they got him 52nd overall in the second Yeah, round. that was – That was the best steal of the draft, I think. Another second-round uh, player that uh, – actually, two second-round guys that I had originally um, had in the first round who I like to slid um, Elijah Moore to the Jets. I thought was a great pick. It was a good, they pick. went, they went and got Vera Tucker and they went and got Elijah Moore after the two picks after Zach Wilson, they already have invested more in Zach Wilson than they ever did with Sam Donald. So bravo. <laughs> I thought Elijah Moore, I was surprised to see him there. I, I really thought he was going to be the fourth wide receiver taken, but I thought that was a great pick. Um, and I also liked uh, Liam Eichenberg, the offense tackle for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame just produces offense t- offense alignment. They just yeah, whatever they they're teaching over there is what you should follow. And him to go Miami, who needed an offense lineman, to get him in the second round, who I had late uh, in the first in our mock, I was very impressed with that. And um, yeah, we already mentioned JOK. Um, and then we 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 crap on them, but they uh, the Raiders taking uh, Trevon Murray the safety from TCU, a guy that was mocked to them a lot in mm-hmm. mocks I saw in the first round. It's yeah. almost like if you switched Morig and Leatherwood from first and second, oh. you would have thought the Raiders did okay. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really oh, like yeah. the Morig pick. I think that's phenomenal value, 43rd overall. To, oh, to I win. agree. Yeah, I, I thought it helps. And best I, safety in the draft. So, I, And I, I like Abrams. He's one of their questionable picks. I think he's pretty good. He had the injury. Um but I think he actually played really well with Murray too. Let Murray he's play a good Jamal Adams. Field. He's just yeah. He's a hitter, not much of a coverage guy. But... And you know what? You just drafted a safety who's very good at coverage. So yeah. I thought it played out really well. Comparing. Um, couple a couple other questionable ones I saw in the first round. Um, obviously you said the Green Bay. We can't ignore the fact that the Saints took a guy no one's ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a little questionable. I, I thought the Zayvon Collins pick for the Cardinals was a little questionable too. Um, I get you wanted to go defense. They did lose Reddick. I mean, they need. Yeah, but I, I thought JOK was better than Collins first place. And considering yeah. not not a single edge rusher was off the board, I think you could have drafted Jalen Phillips, Kawiti Pay, or even Caleb Farley, uh, th- or Newsom. I think and made the, it a better. I think the knock on JOK was that pe- some teams weren't sure if he would play linebacker or safety for them, so they wanted like a bona fide like what is your position. So I mean. I still would have uh, taken him. You know. Honestly, for a team that drafted Isaiah Simmons last year, I, I would assume they would have been more for flexibility. I just 
you know, there wasn't any pass rushers off the board. And I'm not saying that's a, a huge need right now because you still have Chandler Jones. You just signed J.J. Watt. But can you ever have enough pass rushers? And you would have had the first pick on whoever you wanted. Even if you want Quiddy Pay, you could probably move him inside. Um, or even take a flyer and Caleb Farley. You know, you solved a lot of your holes in free agency. You needed a corner. Take a guy yeah. who, you know, if medically checks out. He's probably, a, you know, top 10 talent. For sure. But, yeah. um, and those are a couple, yeah, the, the ones that I thought were a little questionable. Yeah, some, I mean, looking at some of my, I kind of went over my questionable first rounds, but some of the steals I liked um, outside the first, I mean, like we said, Awusu uh, Koromua, um, JOK, as we call him, from Notre Dame, great pick for the Browns in the second round. Yeah. Um, And then, like you said, the Raiders, I thought was a really good pick to take the safety there. As much as I hate to admit it, the, the Giants had a pretty decent draft. Um, yeah. To take Aziz uh, Adjulari, the edge rusher from Georgia, and 50th overall, uh, he could have gone know, first yeah. round. That was he, – I, I actually – I wouldn't have been surprised if they took him in first round and, like, at their normal pick. So that, that yeah. was another pick I had down that I really liked. Yeah, that was a good pick. Um, I hate to say Dallas got a steal with Jabril Cox in the fourth round. He could have gone in the second round, the LSU linebacker. But now I'm, like, looking at him, like – Maybe they don't like who they have at linebacker because they took Cox and um, Michael Parsons, and I think they took another linebacker later in the draft. They did, but like, yeah. But they Jones, have eleven linebackers. That's his yeah. defense. Eleven linebackers. Yeah, but they have um, what's his name, uh, Van Der Esch. They Jalen have Jalen Smith. So like, I mean, I know Rashawn Lee retired, but you're gonna you're gonna change your defense to play like, I don't know, two linemen six linebackers and like three at three three safeties like what, what are you well, doing hey, listen it's jerry jones he's being innovated I, I i did think that was a little questionable i mean for them i, I like the parsons pick i think that's probably i liked they it were, it just was not a yeah. huge need i don't think but i liked it well because as i said you know i the the eagle the board didn't work out well for the eagles but it did not work out at all well for the cowboys and i, I think that at that point they were going to take parsons regardless um, to trade back in an extra third from the Eagles, I think was a good move on their part. But yeah, to yeah. follow it up with two more linebackers, extremely questionable, especially since Smith has already been extended. I mean, Van Der Esch, you could move on from, but that's a first round pick. So, you know, you'd hate to be just running around in circles, um, especially with so many other needs on defense. Like you've, your whole defense is of need. And to just go heavy in one position seemed a little head scratching. Yeah. And then the final two thoughts that I had on my notes about the whole draft was, um, apparently Gainwell, the guy that Eagles took in for uh, from running back. Um, apparently he grew up an Eagles fan, so Did he's he? he's very that? excited to uh, be joining the Eagles. So that's that's a cool little little thing. And then uh, I would be remiss as a Hokies fan to not mention that I thought um, the Bears taking Khalil Herbert, their running back, uh, the sixth round. I think that was very good value. Like he could have gone late fourth. I think in anywhere in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played really well last year for Virginia Tech. So uh, I think the Bears got a nice rotation guy there. And Look at uh, my man finding sleepers in the sixth round. Of course. Of Look, course. most people turn the TV off on day three. You said I'm just beginning. Of course. But yeah, I think that that really wraps up my my thoughts on the draft. I think it was a pretty strong draft. Um, there's definitely a lot of question marks because there were a ton of players that sat out this year with yeah, COVID. Yeah. But um, which is like I said, why I think a lot of players, a lot of teams kind of stockpiled draft picks for next year, but we'll see what happens. I mean, 
like I said, I'm excited for the Eagles offense. Uh, the defense is going to be a bit of a patchwork this year, I think. Um, but they have some good players. Like, you know, you have Slay, you have Cox. I think the secondary is going to be their strength beside the secondary and then the D line, obviously. But um, I mean, you hope. I, I like that. And I mentioned this before you, you drafted guys that good ta- are talented. They know how to win, but they're leaders. Mm-hmm. Your leaders are going to be leaving this team soon. And, you know, those are the cornerstones. I, I like Jalen Hurts' personality. I like Devontae Smith, Dan- Dickerson. My hesitation with Hurts, obviously, I, I, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback, but I like the guy a lot. I really hope he succeeds. You need to see him play. Yeah, because you know what? Hurts, Smith, and Dickerson, from what I've seen from them, are guys that could be cornerstones of your locker room. Those, those oh, could be absolutely. your Kelsey's, your Lane Johnson, your Brandon Grahams. And you know what? That helps draft from a winning culture. Nick Saban teaches them well. Um, so I was impressed with that. I, I will say one little one little thing in the first round that made me smile is that when we jumped in front of the Giants and then they ultimately moved back, but then they ended up taking, uh, what was it, Tony? Carderas Tony. Mm. That, it was just so beautiful because it was like them just telling you we really wanted Devontae Smith. We wanted him so bad that we're taking the cornerback regardless of where we're drafted. But that one made me feel a little bit happier. Yeah, and, uh, I, I saw a uh, a video on on social media. I guess it was one it, it was one of the uh, those fans that has like fans of himself, like like a more like a popular fan that like people follow. Um, yeah, but this guy was a, he's a Giants fan and he was like streaming the draft and people were reacting to it and he was like, he's like all right, got a couple more picks till Devontae Smith and he was like, oh wait a minute. Eagles just trade with the Cowboys. What, what's going on here? <laughs> He's like, no, Beautiful. no, they're going to take Devontae Smith. No. <laughs> and then it happened. Now he was like, fuck. So yeah, it, was, it was so nice. as much as I hate the Cowboys, I, I'm all, I'm all for a little teaming up to. Oh, beautiful. That was it on the Giants. On there, <laughs> I didn't see that ha- trade happening. I'm happy it did. I, I really, I'm really glad they went. They, they were aggressive. They went Good and got we tanked. the guy they wanted. But then the Eagles tanked that last game. Oh, I don't Doug care what Peterson's says. final, that was a good his final yeah. blessing to us. <laughs> poor, poor Doug, you know, throws his last official game with the Eagles and gets fired shortly after, after he was told he'd keep his job. And they take a receiver. But you know what? If Devontae Smith is the, the stud player we, we think he is uh, going to be, thank you, Doug. I will Doug's say doing one more favor for us. I will say one last thing. I did have a couple of my friends who were like, when we were talking about draft picks, like with Devontae Smith, they were like, well, I hear his, like, size could be an issue. Like, do you think he's going to be a bust? Do you think he's going to be good, even though he won the Heisman and stuff? And my answer to that is I think he has the mentality to be great. And I think that'll go – that goes – that makes such a difference in whether a player becomes, you know, a great player or a bust. There's a lot of things I've had to learn, but, you know, there's coaching. Does he fit the team? Do there, is there players around him that will help him? learn and thrive but at the end of the day if that player doesn't want to make himself better and be the best at his position then he won't go anywhere and i think Devonte smith like you can see he's so humble like he watched a video of like eagles fans going crazy that he was picked and he was like smiling the whole time he's like that makes me so so excited to play here and oh, I, lo- I think I he, he just fits perfectly with what sirianni's about too with you know competitiveness want to be great and like i said it's I, I like the comp where they say he's he's a little bit like a Marvin Harrison. Like that's a hell of a comparison. No, of um, course. I so I think I, I think he it'll come down to his him. 
do I worry that maybe, you know, he'll get jammed at the line here and there? Sure. But I've heard his route running is spectacular. Is I mean, I've seen it. Uh, you know, phenomenal pass cut. He's great hands. He's got speed. He's got enough height. Um, I think he'll be fine. I'm not oh, too, I, I, too I'm worried. Not, I'm not worried at he can all. always bulk up a little bit, but I, I think he'll be fine. Listen, he's six, he's six one. He's skinny. I get that. But you yeah. know what? Cheesesteak on cheesesteak on cheesesteak. More calories, <laughs> my man. It he doesn't ask, matter. He did ask what the best cheesesteak spot was. Oh, he's so. gonna be in four a day. We're gonna have him up to 205 when the season starts. <laughs> it's all right. Now I listen, it comes back to my final thought. Like you what literally what you just said, you're building guys that are gonna be your cornerstones. His yeah. work ethic is gonna make people better. You know, exactly. hey, it's them, his Dickerson, it's Hurts. Hurts is that personality. You know, we worry about what he is as quarterback and his throwing ability, but I'm never worried about this guy coming in and not being the hardest worker. Um, so I, I like that. And that's the approach they're taking. That's what you should have. But mm-hmm. Devontae Smith is easily, I, I think, just as a prospect, probably the best wide receiver we've had in quite a long time. He he gives you that yak possibility. I haven't seen a guy on the Eagles get yak and I couldn't tell you in how long. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like looking at it now. I like, you know, I, I would imagine you have Devontae Smith as your one. I mean, yeah. if Fulgham is your two, and then uh, your Z or your like slot guy who's still on the field like 80, 90% of the time um, would be, uh, well, I just blanked on his name. Rager. Rager, yeah. Yeah, um, listen, if you if you move on from Hertz, you're not going to be in the uh, 12 personnel as much with the two tight ends, so you can afford to put a guy in the slide. And yeah. That could this pick would is great for Rager. We're not we're not picking Devontae Smith to make mm-hmm. up for the fact that Rager, you know, isn't Justin Jefferson. It's to help him. You know, I I don't think Rager's a bad player. I think he you know, he's bad compared to Justin Jefferson, I, but you know. I think that the problem with Rager is that he is his best when he doesn't need to be the best player on the field. Yeah. So I think if the if teams are have to worry about Devontae Smith and like Miles Sanders, like I think Rager is going to get better opportunities to shine and like him being able to be thrown anywhere on the field as opposed to having to like stay at the one slot or stay at the two slot will be so much better. Like they can put him outside the tight end, they can put him on the outside of the field, they can put him in the backfield, like they can move him around everywhere now. So I think it's it's a great pick for the Eagles and for Rager. So, oh, no, I agree. It's great. It's a pick that doesn't, you know, that doesn't just, he doesn't just help and make your team better. Like he just, he, his position isn't better. The team's better. Yeah. I've, I've never been so, I mean, as a, as a Eagles fan, since I was like old enough to walk or crawl, probably, uh, you know, I've always looked forward to training camp and seeing some of the new players, but I'm like, I'm hyped to see Devonte Smith. Oh who yeah, will, he's who he's will one be of my wearing, favorite rookies in a while. He will be wearing number six Love with it. the new with the new number rules. So that's kind of cool. Love it. So yeah, I'm I'm hyped to see him get to work and see what uh, see what they do with him. So well, listen, I, you know what? My closing my closing thought. It's been a while since I've seen how he's made a pick where I just instantly am not like questionable or angry over. Yeah, I have to lie to myself and convince myself in the you know next coming months before training camp to cons- to you know that this was a good pick. I immediately thought Devontae Smith was a good pick. I was celebrating once they made the trade. Right, I was extremely happy. And I'll give you this last little fact before we go off: UCF Knights, baby, five drafted players in this draft, more than the powerhouses of Miami, Florida State, and Auburn. Go Knights, baby! It's a new day. No one cares. <laughs> oh, I care. I guess that's. I mean, they've definitely come a long way. 
but half the name the whole it's secondary. Prob- I think it's got probably drafted. probably because I turned down their offer to go to that school, and they're like, oh, "We need to build a better football program." That's why I didn't come. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I don't, what offer did they give you? I don't, I don't call that one. <laughs> All right, I like, uh, like I said, like the picks. Like overall we're, we're positive we're i positive. understand i understand the criticisms uh with dickerson well, in they're justified and, but hey i hear you but i think we can all agree the first round pick was was good and um you know what you got the guy you probably would have going to take it six anyway and you got a first round pick out of that so i'll give howie credit on that well done i hope it works out and we'll see but i'm happy i'm excited yeah. someone to build around get that jersey off alibaba that Devontae smith number six let's go baby by the real one I, I might have to for him. For him, yeah. Because it'll be good luck. For sure. Alrighty. Well, I'll talk to you. Until next right. time. Uh, peace out, everyone, and enjoy your week. <laughs>